Welcome to Mission Matters, celebrating the people and initiatives that embody the Jesuit tradition of St. Louis University, celebrating what matters in the 200-year-old mission that is SLU, brought to you from the Office of Mission and Identity. One of my favorite quotes from Mother Teresa goes like this, we cannot always do great things, but we can always do small things with great love. Or another from Gandhi, be the change you wish to see in the world. Both of these people end up being role models for us, believing that we can make a difference by tending to individuals who are in front of us. There's a modern parable that provides the same message. One day, a man was walking along the beach when he noticed a little boy gently picking things up and throwing them into the ocean. He approached the boy and asked, what are you doing? The boy replied, I'm throwing starfish back into the ocean. The surf is up and the tide is going out soon. If I don't throw them back, they'll die. Son, the man said, don't you know there are miles and miles of beach and hundreds and hundreds of starfish? You can't make a difference. After listening, the little boy gently picked up another starfish and tossed it into the water. He looked up at the man smiling and said, I made a difference to that one. Each one of us can make a big difference, even today. Be the best you can be. Reach out to someone in need. Offer a smile to someone who needs it. We don't have to do great things, but we can do small things with great love. So welcome back to Mission Matters. We are here today with Melissa April, who is the program coordinator for the Campus Kitchen. So welcome, Melissa. It's Thank wonderful you. to have you here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and let's just hear all the good news about Campus Kitchen. Anything you want to tell us, um, and in whatever fashion you want to say. <laughs> Free reign, huh? Well, I guess I'll just start at the beginning of who we are. And um, it, I know a lot of people know we get lots of volunteers from students, faculty, staff. Uh, shout out to the IT department who come down about once a month, get a group of people um, and, sit and are coming down to help me during spring break. <laughs> so they always have a special place in my heart. Uh, but it is, at its heart, a student-led organization um, that's striving to promote food justice um, within our SLU neighborhood mm-hmm. uh, with the key operational goals of reducing food waste and um, reducing food insecurity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the way we do that is we recover food that would normally be thrown away, primarily from our main partner with that is Trader Joe's. Oh. Uh, we go and pick up from them once a week. On a Sunday morning, my parents have been coming to help me since May. <laughs> They've discovered this, that they love this. So they come with their van, and a couple of volunteers show up at the loading dock. We load up the van. We take it back. It's about 1,000 pounds of food a week. Wow. Trader Joe's does that that seven days a week. Um, so about 7,000 pounds of food that would be thrown into the landfill. And it's, you know, one bad apple in a five-pound bag. They throw away the whole bag. One cracked egg in 12. They throw away all dozen. Uh, that's the kind of stuff that we're covering, including, mm-hmm. and then also, you know, meat that's going to be bad, to, or it's thawed out and it's going to be bad tomorrow, or fish, or um, prep salads. We get lots of prep salads, or mm. so all kinds of stuff that we get from them. We also have started to recover about 100 pounds a week from Sodoxo, and then just a, in the last couple of weeks, have started to cl- 
recover even more from Einstein, Starbucks, and the different outlets that are on campus. And what's exciting about that piece of it um, is when I say it's student-led, yes, the students are leading the shifts. They are showing up and doing the work, the task, the, you know, the day-to-day grind stuff. But that recovery from Sedoxa was all the students. They came to me and said, gosh, you know, we were at the library the other night. You should have seen all the bagels they were throwing away. Another student said, you know, I just can't stand all, you know, all that food that's going out, you know, being wasted grand. I know there's more that we could recover. They're the ones that pushed those meetings, got those audiences with whoever the management at Sedoxo. Um, Sedoxo is a great partner, but they needed to be pushed from the students. And so that's what's exciting is that the students um, are leading the charge of saying, this is crazy. (laughs) We can do something about this. And then so, so we're recovering food from them and then repurposing that food to make nutritious meals so that we redistribute. So it's a recover, repurpose, redistribute food to people who are just right in our neighborhood. We go across the street. There are two high-rises of low-income um, folks, mm-hmm. one that's designated senior and disabil- people with disabilities, mm-hmm. an apartment building, YWCA, which is right on campus. Right. I had a laugh. One of my student leaders, she had been a leader for about a year, and she came to me, and she says, oh, I got another partner. You know, I was cutting through such and such a hall, and I found out it's actually a women's shelter. We should be delivering food there. I'm like, we are. It's good. <laughs> so, so students don't even know that there is this transitional housing for women mm-hmm. right there on campus. Um, they walk by it. They just see it, whatever. So, which kind of goes to the, you know, the, the point of people who are living in poverty, who are food insecure, who don't have enough money to put a meal on their table are living on the margins, they're invisible. People don't see them. They don't want to see them. They don't take time. Um, and then that's, so that's the other piece of, that's outside of kind of our operational goal. And that's to be a, that, that service of presence to people who are living on the margins and trying, in Father Boyle's words, <laughs> drawing them into our circle of, of compassion, widening who we include in that. And again, the students are amazing at that um yeah they can cook a meal they can put it in a box and they can send it out the door but what they're really good about is taking the second to write a you are loved thinking of you have a good day on that box and then being present to those people that then they are delivering the food to making a Um, community out of it absolutely yeah and they do and then they carry that one step further it's not just the meals we they have started this initiative where we go across the street and again bring food because you <laughs> food we've discovered is a common is a common denominator for people, um, you know, a real connector. And once a month we go and we just we set out the food and we play games or we chat or we um, we're talking about maybe doing yoga at one point or something like that. And again, just kind of including them, taking the time to see them, you know, that they are of value. And I think you know if we're talking about the mission and identity that idea of being men and women not just for others but with others and and I think that's what is so cool about Campus Kitchen Um, it's not just the operational goals yeah it's there's that tension we got to get that work done but it's being intentional about that and and you know what else can we do where can we row deeper um, and go deeper for that for that service yeah so the food is repurposed before that recovered <laughs> recovered yes it's right. recovered okay so the food is recovered and then cooked mm-hmm. or repurposed yeah and then presented like how does it actually get to those communities yeah it depends so depending on who we have about 
10 community partners, and they, so depending on if it's a shelter, so Father Dempsey's Transitional Housing for Men, we deliver pans of food to them where they want their meal in a casserole dish or a catering serving pan. We make 40 meals for them three days a week and then our volunteers take it over. We're just delivering it to the kitchen. There's not a whole lot of interaction, Mm -hmm. Um, but it is, you know, that relationship that we build with the kitchen staff or the front door staff, all of whom, you know, have have been in, Father Dempsey's have gone through and and know what they're, so that's kind of cool. YWCA and the places across the street are in boxes. Like, we put them in clamshells, a three-compartment clamshell. They get their protein, their starch, their dessert, their message. Very good. (laughs) Uh, Our ladies in a shelter for women and um, pregnant women and children and their children. Women's Safe House is an abuse shelter for women. They all get community meals. Yeah, so it depends. It's about half and half. Half of it goes out in pans and half mm-hmm. of it goes out in the clamshells. And then we have three partners, I think three, that we deliver fresh stuff to. We have an excess of apples and oranges and strawberries, basil, why? <laughs> For some reason, you get nine pounds of basil. It's a lot of basil. Um, okay. And so, again, the student, when the students came to me and said, hey, you know, I've been down, I was at um, Christian Friends of New Americans down by Our Ladies Inn. They have a health center, and they were saying that they're they're seeing people who've been in the country, been in St. Louis for months, and there's, the kids are still showing up malnourished. They're not getting enough fresh stuff. Um, can we take some of these extra strawberries and berries? So that's what we started doing. So they, we've added them to our route, um, and we just take bo- a couple of boxes, again, not wanting to overload them. We don't want them to have to deal with rotten produce. So we just take a few boxes down there, and then their the, their friends or clients know on Monday they should show up and grocery shop. Cat Karen House is another one. They come and pick up excess once a week. They come and just grocery shop in our from our uh, surplus. And then St. Martha's. I, I want to say it's St. Martha's Bridge, but that's not correct. It's St. Martha. It's a shelter for women, abuse, okay. um, an intimate abuse partner shelter. So they come and get excess stuff, too. And again, it's just, I happen to be at a service fair next to this woman. We got to chatting. She actually was in her parish. And I said, hey, you know, never buy oranges again. Like, you don't need to, you know, don't. If you're yeah. going shopping and buying apples, don't do that. Come to us. So, that's, it, so those kinds of things happen all the time. So all told, it's about 600 people a week that wow. we're serving. Um, I had numbers. Like I just did my report for 2019. 21,000 meals is what went out the door. 50,000 pounds of food recovered. A lot of wow. food. <laughs> and I always thought, you know, going, I always thought that food decomposes. It's fine. Whatever. It's not plastic, right? Mm-hmm. It actually said so this came off. I just got these stats, too. It, it produces um, methane, which is 28 times more potent than carbon monoxide. Um, decomposing food. Or dioxide, dioxide, yeah, from decomposing food. Uh, and it makes up 8% of our global greenhouse gas emissions. Oh, wow. Is just the food just that's the rotting. Waste. Yeah. So if we can get some of that, stop that from going right. there, um, or, you know, getting into the landfill, doing something. <laughs> and again, yeah. going to the mission and those um, apostolic preferences of taking care of our common home. You know, it's composting is fine, recycling is fine, and this is another piece of that. Right. So, so the ecological, the sociological, and even the ecclesiological impact yeah. is really significant. <laughs> We're trying. You know, we, yeah. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not foolproof, but uh, I'm excited about it. And I'm excited about it because, not because, because 
pulling those students along and right. watching them do it is yeah. so fantastic. That's the best part of, of the job is watching how good they are at it. <laughs> so that leads to a question. So what have you seen as an impact on the students from the program? A couple of things. So again, yeah, I did my homework. I looked at the missions. <laughs> I looked at our identity. Uh, you know, that idea of educating leaders in service. And so there certainly is that a lot of them will do it for the leadership experience or because it's not bad on a resume to say that you were a leader in a service organization for X number of years and you did this. And it's hard. I mean, it's hours. It's hours of work they put in a week that, you know, they're not getting paid for it. You know, (laughs) this is an extra thing. So I don't want to diminish that part of it, but trying to make them intentional about the justice piece of it. And again, Arupe, you know, talking about if we're not, if just justice has got to be a part of what we do. And if it's not, we're not loving, we are not sharing our faith the way it's meant to be. We're not doing it. <laughs> we're not doing it right. We're not doing it. If justice, justice is that critical piece. So it's one thing just to do the task of making the meal and getting it out the door, but really getting them to embrace this idea that they're pushing them from the doer to the advocacy piece or you know why do we have a fourth of our population in St. Louis is food insecure why is that why does 53 percent of our St. Louis population live in a food desert um, where they would have to go over a mile to get food from a grocery store produce 53 percent 53 percent wow um so it's you know, if you weren't, if you're depending on public transportation, I and mean, I'm seeing, I see our clients in their wheelchairs and their walkers and their canes going to grocery shop at the Circle K um, because that's as close as they can get. Or you know, and then I can get in my car and go to Kurt, go to Costco and load up and get a really great deal on toilet paper and cooking right. oil. But if I'm schlepping that back on a bus a mile mm-hmm. away, it's not going to happen. And right. so it's it, so getting them to think about those things. And this year because of some of the shifts in how Campus Kitchen, Campus Kitchen used to be a national organization. We started here on St. Louis University's campus in 2001. It's no longer part of a national network. Um, It's out of D.C. It's a program out of D.C. And they just kind of wanted to focus on what they do and perhaps more advocacy work and just didn't want to handle the the network for whatever reason. St. Louis University, uh, because we're fabulous, (laughs) took it on under the umbrella of the Center for Service and Community Engagement. So now we are funded by SLU. There's still some grants out there that National Campus Kitchen had applied for and gotten on our behalf. So there's a little bit of that money kind of trickling in. But by and large, we are under SLU's umbrella now, which had, for this is the first, I started in October when that transition happened. Okay. So, you know, it's exciting for SLU, I think, um, because of what we can now turn, you know, Campus Kitchen, again, not just the task, but moving them towards the more advocacy and Mm -hmm. um, justice piece of it and kind of think about it and being more intentional about it. Um, So those kind of educating leaders in service (laughs) opportunities are are exciting too. Right, Teaching, teaching students how to serve, serving with them, but then also helping them. I mean, what I'm hearing you say is helping them understand the systems that make the realities the way they are. Yeah, and yeah. and the ways they can start to dismantle those. I mean, hopefully, right? That's right. what we're here for. Right, you know, empowering. Educators and, you know, I'd love to be without a job because, <laughs> you know, that they are all fed and taken care of. 
but yeah, and so that was the other universal uh, preference of to accompany young people in this creation of a hope-filled future because yeah. that's that's exciting. And, yeah, and they've embraced it. They've created fact sheets. They've got. I happened to be in the kitchen one night when they, the packing group was there, and I'm back in the dish room finishing up the dishes, and I hear go, okay, so I have cookies, but I only have cookies for three of you. <laughs> <laughs> so, but then, I mean, she turned it serious, and they did talk about, you know, to have some reflection, take a second at the end of your task-oriented shift, and think about what it must be like, because it's easy to judge someone for taking their kids to McDonald's five oh, days sure. a week and then you stop to think yeah but they can get three hamburgers for five dollars and they don't have to get a, on a bus go to the grocery store right. and then get home so all these factors so and then hopefully that is a hope filled that that will lead them to be but we can change some of these things mm-hmm. hopeful and and a catalyst yeah to be the change yeah yeah so we've had a call-in day for some uh, food security initiatives there are two bills one's out of the senate one's in the rep- um, sponsored by the house and one's sponsored by the senate and it's one of the practicum student from social work that's working with me and in the center. And uh, she got calls. She, she heard about these bills from meetings that she's been attending. Again, that collaboration and finding out who else is doing this work, where these inter- you know where the interests are intersecting. So she went to a meeting, found out about these bills, um, where they have to change the legislation to get fresh stuff from local farms onto the into the school lunches. Um, so they, there's certain things that say, okay, now you have to have so much of that lunch is going to, got, has to be come from within 100 miles so that it's fresher and, and more environmentally sound, that kind of stuff. So there are two bills out there that are meant to amend the uh-huh. free lunch program. And Delaney was found out about them, researched them, put in a call day, put out posters. Another one's coming up. There's a script. You call your senator. You write your postcards. It's so, um, yeah, and then one of them, yeah, she's like, I have posters I had to do for my class. Can I put them up in the kitchen? They're these gorgeous posters about food insecurity. You know, just just awareness. Too. Right. So, so how many of yeah. your students are in nutrition programs or in public service kind of majors? Mm-hmm. Not many, specifically. President is a nursing student. We have several pre-med. We always have lots of pre-med through a bunch of social workers. And the volunteers will be from all over. We get, I mean, I crunch the numbers, about 250 volunteers per month. There's about 15 of the, on the leadership team. Yeah. So a lot of those are, you know, checking off a box. I need an extra credit or, mm-hmm. you know, for whatever reason, need that um, that box ticked. Um, but like the social work students, the one woman, she needed like 30 hours, which is really, that's a lot of of hours. That's and she was a freshman. And now she's going to be on the leadership team for next year. She's going to run a shift and that kind of stuff. So that's kind of fun. So we have a fair number of social work students, occupational therapy. We know they come from business. We get a lot of business students great. who do business service learning. Because hunger or food inequity is a is a global problem. It doesn't matter what your major is. Yeah, you know, right. You're going to encounter it even without knowing it. I, you know that what you said about folks who are hungry aren't necessarily visible. So bringing the margins back into view. Right, right. And then with our student, our own students in the Billiken Bounty has come up, an initiative that started last August, so it's been in existence of a year and a bit. And they are a food pantry on campus for SLU students who are food insecure. 
Yeah, it's run through the Dean of Students Office. They're great. And we've done a joint, we've done joint um, presentations, which is also the education piece is getting our students out there to present too. So Billiken Bounty is kind of our sister organization in the fight and food insecurity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we also have Labra, which is going out into the unhoused, for the unhoused. Um, and we provide meals to them to take out. And then, and with Billiken Bounty, that idea of, so they have canned goods or you know, non-perishables on their shelves, but to give them a slip of paper and say, you know, if you, you can find fresh chicken <laughs> and a salad and eggs and milk and cheese down at campus kitchen. Right. Um, and so we've had s- students who show up and, but to make that more accessible and, you know, with no stigma and kind of right. unwrap that um, so that they can just come in and there's a number of staff people they know where I keep my stash of grapes and oranges and, you know, they, you know mm-hmm. in the fridge to the left, and they know that they can come in and help themselves. And that's important for folks who are listening to know that those resources exist on campus for our own family. Yes, For absolutely. our SLU family. Yes. Because there's no shame in need. Sometimes that really, oh, that just breaks my heart when people feel ashamed because they're in need of something. Right. But that's the whole point of a community, right? We look out for each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, yes. And they they are doing me a favor. And that's what you know to tell them that you know the one guy's. Are you sure I can take a loaf of bread? I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to throw that away. Please, if you do not, right. hit, you know. And so it's a help for me if you please take it. Right. But yeah, absolutely. Right. The thing that I like about campus, we don't go too far afield. I mean, YWCA is on campus. The people across the street, they're right across the street from our campus. Take care of our family, and to just widen what that definition of family is. Yeah. Shape a circle ever wider. So what's the most rewarding part of the work for you? Mm, There's a couple. (laughs) The collaboration piece of it I love, 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 love. When when we do cross uh, some boundary and and work with another organization, um, the Jewish Student Alliance or Federation, they came into the kitchen and made challah. Um, so I love that when yeah. our, you know, different groups can cross paths and because yeah. you can learn so much from each other. Right. And so that collaborative work, we're doing the community meal at the end of the, of the month as a group of students who've started this, we're going to do this community meal, bringing in a bunch of groups. And, yeah. you know, we're going to have maybe an organization wants to come and do face painting and another organization, the radio station is going to be playing music, you know, just as many organizations they can bring in. So I love that kind of and then the, in the relationships, so maybe it's two parts of the same whole, mm-hmm. the relationships that come out of that, both with our clients and our friends that we're serving and then other groups and mm-hmm. Christian Friends and New Americans. I didn't even know who they, what, I'd never heard of them before. And then, you know, now I count those people as my friends. And yeah. that's, I love that. So. Uh. Wow, so much good stuff going on. Yeah, it's exciting. It's inspiring. <laughs> I do feel proud, though, of not, not my yeah, the whole work and that those mm-hmm. yeah, the students that they're rolling up their sleeves and doing it it makes me really happy <laughs> yeah well you know so often just the sound bite that talks about this younger generation and how they're so self-centered and everything is me 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 and it's the iTunes and the iPod and the iPhone and the iPad and the i i i i i and then you hear stories like this that actually spotlight what our students are doing and the best that comes out of them. Yeah. It just is a wonderful counterpoint to all that negativity that surrounds sometimes the stereotype of the young person. Yeah, yeah. You know, the selflessness that you're describing and the, the 
the desire to be part of something bigger and to build that community. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I was one of the, she's graduated and she, but she works on camp. She's up in one of the labs on the med school working in a, and she comes back. She's been, she comes back every week and runs the shift that she's, <laughs> because she can't say goodbye to those people that she's done on the delivery shift. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah, she keeps coming back um, because of the relationships. There's the key. You know, it's yeah. it's not just, you're not just doing good. Yeah. Uh, that, what What's the point of doing good? <laughs> and what is that anyway? What is that definition? Right. I mean, are we doing good? Because it's, you know, I don't know, right? I mean, right. Because it's not solving anything, at least not in the immediate thing. But, mm-hmm. um, but building but community has to be a good thing, right? Right. So if people want to be able to uh, get involved or volunteer or do something, what should they do? Yeah, um, so volunteers are always welcome, and that's, um, we do, most of them are students, but we also have people from outside SLU, the St. Louis Community College comes down a couple times a year. Different faculties will come in. Student Development Division came in a couple times. Um, and I think what they like about it is that you can kind of cook and it's kind of a bonding. You know, you, sure. can, you talk over while you're chop, chopping and get to know each other, get <laughs> yeah. to know your colleagues. Right. And then you feel like, and there's also a, a nice thing at the end, end of the mm-hmm. two-hour shift or whatever. So quite frequently we'll have groups come in and do that. They can contact me through my email. is, And then I we have a sign-up genius link, nothing fancy, but mm-hmm. it gets the job done. But super easy to use and... Um, and your email is melissa.april with two P's and two L's at slu.edu. Ed, yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Wonderful. So anything else that you feel like that the SLU community should know? I, I could talk forever about yeah, <laughs> the, the mission so awesome. and how it, it is. You know, you had talked, I don't know, if, um, in the very beginning about why you started these podcasts and kind of trumpeting these different groups. You know, when I think about the different groups that are working with food insecurity, you know, I, I wish that SLU, I mean, we could, we are a school that's doing so much. And I think we, I don't know if it's because we're so humble or what, what it is that we kind of don't talk about it enough. I mean, there's, I think there's a way to talk about all that work without it being bragging or grandiose because it is really I really do feel that it's uh, and believe that it's grounded in the mission and that discernment process of who we are it's a part of who we are it is uh, and people should know that <laughs> I could not agree more and that's why I, before I got to SLU I wondered you know that's a it's kind of an interesting name for the office I work in the office of mission and identity very interesting yeah. that those two are partnered They're together. Yeah. But of course they are. You know, mm-hmm. what we do flows out of who we are. Who we are. Right. Right. And so the other interesting thing is, you know, initially people don't want to talk about what they're doing because it sounds like bragging. But as I'm putting these together and one podcast after another, after another, after another, and you start to see the breadth of the mission, it actually makes you feel more humble. Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> Because you realize, (laughs) yeah, it's this little piece that I'm doing, but look at this incredible mosaic of mission that's coming out of our community here. I mean, it is phenomenal when you put it all together. We're weaving this beautiful fabric, and each piece has its own particular beauty. Yeah. Feeding the hungry, visiting the imprisoned, (laughs) clothing. I mean, it's everywhere. (laughs) 
Well, thank you, Melissa, thank you for being with much. us. And just really, really happy to hear more about what you're doing and inspired by it. So thank you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> And for everyone else out there, please keep your eyes open for where that mission is hidden in plain sight. Because here at Mission Matters, we are celebrating all the people and initiatives at SLU. So until next time, God bless. Amen.